everyone, and welcome to the Tooth Doctor Podcast, the show where I talk to people from around the world in different healthcare professions. I'm your host, Dr. Dylan, a general dentist based in Ontario, Canada. Joining me for today's episode is the incredible Dr. Sonia Aurora. Thank you so much for being on the show. You can go ahead and introduce yourself to my listeners. Hi, everyone. So I am Dr. Sonia. I like to be referred as just Sonia. Um, and I am Dylan's number one fan. But <laughs> on the side of just doing that, I love to sing. I like to drill teeth. I like to pull teeth, but mainly like to save teeth. So um, my love and passion for dentistry just stems into education for dentistry as well, run some dental courses, um, and yeah, I mean, my whole family's pretty, pretty involved in dentistry. So we eat and sleep with dentistry. And that is probably me summarized. <laughs> Love that. That was my favorite introduction, by the way, for so far <laughs> in the show. Um, so we'll begin the show then. So Tanya, why did you decide to go into dentistry? So I always get this question and a lot of them come from my patients who are teenagers and they always want to ask me why dentistry, because they're trying to pick and choose what they want to do in life. And I always tell them, it's not something I came out of the, you know, out of my mother's womb thinking I am going to be drilling teeth for the rest of my life. You know how some people just know from when they're two or three years old, that was not me. I genuinely did not know I, I liked dentistry until a lot later in life. I had braces like a lot of kids do. Um, and yes, my dentist was amazing. He is currently my boss. Uh, he changed my life. He gave me confidence, which is the best gift anyone can receive. Um, but there were a lot of other influence, uh, influential people in my life, like my high school teachers or uh, other people in healthcare. Um, so I could have done a lot of other things. I wanted to be a pharmacist at one point, a lawyer, a financial advisor, um, but it kind of just kind of came down to dentistry at the end uh, because my brother became a dentist and a part of me was like well this seems kind of cool and I want to prove that I am just as smart as him even though <laughs> right off the bat I can admit he is so smart he's like Einstein level genius and I will never be up to that level but within me I just kind of wanted to prove to him that I could get the same degree he got and honestly along the way I fell in love with dentistry but I almost started it as if, uh, like <laughs> a a little sibling friendly sibling. Or... <laughs> yeah, like a sibling competition, no joke. Uh, and yeah. here we are today. So I respect <laughs> that. I love, <laughs> yeah, I love I always try to one up my sister too, but like I wouldn't go that far. So like, yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, uh, it, it almost started off as like a little joke competition and you realize now you're doing everything dental related. So Knock on wood, I liked it because God forbid if I didn't, yeah. that would have, would have been a really bad competition. So, um, but yeah, it was it was fun and games, and that's honestly how I started dentistry. My childhood dentist is great; he's amazing. Um, he's really influential in my life, and I try and practice like him um, in terms of how he treats patients and staff. Uh, but definitely, there's far more people in my life that have equally as an influence as he did. Um, so shout out to them as well. My teachers and stuff from high school. I love them. So, so when did you figure out that you wanted to like one up your brother or just kind of be on the same level? Was it like after high school or like during undergrad? Like when did you kind of figure I want to do dentistry? Yeah, it was, it was probably like beginning of undergrad. And I remember just like, this sounds so funny and I don't think I've ever told anyone this. So like a little inside scoop, 
I remember writing on a piece of paper back in the day, um, like prove him wrong. And I remember like putting it on my, like in my bedroom so I could see it every single day and be like, prove him wrong that I can really do it. Um, And yeah, I think that was probably in my late teens is when I really started to be like, I could do this. Like, don't worry, believe in yourself. And if all fails, it's okay. Like there's plan B, C and D, you know, I could do something else. Um, But yeah, honestly, that's, that's when it all started. Awesome. Well, see, so mentioned- I, I don't think I genuinely fell in love with dentistry probably until I was in my third year of dental school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was probably when I would say, okay, I can picture myself doing this. Uh, but up until first and second year of dental school, I was like, oh, I mean, I don't really know if this is my thing. Um, but I think when I started to interact with patients and I realized, wow, I am loving this aspect of dentistry. And I can picture myself doing it for 12 hours a day and which I do now. Um, yeah, I'm so glad that I picked it. And I just so glad that I picked dentistry because any other healthcare profession, I don't think I would love as much. Yeah, no, the patience is it's so much, you know, the reason why we like love what we do because it's yeah. so rewarding, right? Like just being able to help them in some sort of way that they notice more so like smiling is very important for a lot of people, right? And if we can just kind of somehow improve their smile or whatever their oral health it makes a big difference to them and it makes a huge difference for us as well yeah. as but also just working with your hands I don't think that you truly know that you're good with your hands until you pick yeah. up that drill and you do it um, yeah for sure so that's why it gets I get confused when people tell me oh I've wanted to be a dentist or a doctor since I was like five years old and I'm like that's great I believe you probably because of the lifestyle but you haven't done it yet so yeah. a lot of people who when they picked up the drill were really anxious and they actually dropped out of dental school right they didn't make it to the end of the journey yeah. and yeah I was so thankful that I was good with my hands because growing up I was not a very creative person with my hands so yeah, I lucked out that I was, I had small hands, they could fit everywhere. And um, yeah, I was not, I wasn't terrible at the clinical part of dentistry, which, which makes it uh, more enjoyable. Definitely. Yeah, it makes it, it's, it's just one of those things you can't really replicate drilling, like with some other activity. Like once you started going to SimLab, it's like, this is it. Like, this is my practice. There's yeah. nothing I can do on the side. Like I remember people were telling me, oh, you should start like knitting or you should do like all these like piano. Yeah. I've done piano. Like it has nothing to do with like what we're yeah. doing right now. It's a completely different. So yeah, yeah. I, I heard that a lot too. Oh, I'm very good with my hands. I'm like, how do you know that? Have you ever drawn? Yeah. No, no, you're not good. Nobody's good with their hands until they start doing it. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. I got very lucky. You and I guess you as well. Um. Yeah. I mean, you don't really know until because I know you wanted to be a dentist since you were very. Yeah, young. I was one of the weird ones. Yeah, like I just yeah. I had a really good experience with my dentist growing up, and then I was like, okay, I'll put it like on the like the shelf. Like we'll see if that's something I want to do. Then yeah. I did like, some shadowing in high school. I enjoyed it even more. And then I did some shadowing in university. Like, and then I was like, okay, this is probably what I want to do. Medicine was also another option for me, but I think dentistry ended up being the right choice for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're lucky you lucked out too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so looking at like other like specialties in dentistry, did you ever consider like specializing or like do you just like general right now? So I think this is where dentistry and medicine really differ, because I think in medicine, you're really limited until you specialize, like you can really do, um, you know, a lot of cool things when you specialize. But in dentistry, I think you're able to do cool stuff, even as a general dentist, which is really cool. Uh, To me, I'm like, wow, I, you know, if I were to specialize, I'd have to cut off everything else, which I don't think I'm mentally ready to do. Um, And 
I mean, I really loved uh, when I first started dentistry, just working on adults and then randomly got into introduced to children's dentistry. And then I loved doing that. So I would split up my days, like half of my days every week would be just pediatric dentistry from nine till 8 p.m. Yeah. And then the other days would be just adults. And um, yeah, so I think, you know, I go through phases where I'm like, okay, you know, like, I don't want to do this uh, procedure. I'm not really in a mood for it. Like, um, I can't imagine having to just do one or two things for the rest of my life. I am yeah. I'm a very moody person. So some days I love kids and just want to do children's dentistry. And other times I'm like, not in a mood uh, this summertime. And I will pick up kids again in September. But right now I want to take a break. So um, yeah, and I love that flexibility of general dentistry. And um, the fact that we can we can do it all as long as you take proper CE courses uh, and you are comfortable in it. You're not doing things that you're not, uh, I guess, certain about um but you're still able to do it in the future when you get enough courses down under your belt so i love that and i would never in my life specialize uh i also i'm very lucky that i got through school and i don't want to go through it again no that's a great answer I, I love how it's yeah like what you said generally you can do a lot of things with it and yeah. then you know yeah. so it's not like oh i can only do this one thing like, like no, it's no no knock on like endodontist or whatever yeah. right but like you want to do crowns one day and you want to do root canal another, you have that option. As a yeah. And sometimes I just want to say no to certain patients yeah. and it's not the procedure. I just want to say no to the patient because I'm just not liking their vibe. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I can really do that as a general dentist and not as a specialist, because as a specialist, they've been sent to you as your last resort. Like you are the last hope. Mm -hmm. And so you can't just like, let me send you to another specialist. Um, right. But yeah, I think certain patients, I just, I'm like, you know what? I can do this procedure on them. I just don't want to because the stress that's going to come with it is just not worth it for me. So sure. yeah, I'm picky with that, with patience. So one of the other things that you're obviously your followers would know about this is that you actually studied dental school in Australia. So I'd love to hear about your experience down under. I did. Uh, so I love Australia. I still very much love Australia. I wish I was there. Um, the work-life balance is amazing. So anyone who's listening who hasn't visited Australia, um, please go put it on your bucket list. It's beautiful and the people are so kind. Uh, and it's a culture that I think you can't really compare to the rest of the world. Like, it's like the perfect balance of the European chilled laid back culture combined with the North American rat race. Like it's right in between. It's not too far where they're super lazy and it's not too far where all they're doing is working all day. So it's like right perfectly in the middle. And I, when I came back to Canada, felt like a big culture shock, even though I was raised in Canada, but I almost felt like I spent a majority of my 20s in Australia for dental school and I loved it I was like wow you get to come home you still get time to chill out after work because they don't send you home at 8 p.m um but yeah everyone finished work uh like businesses closed by 4 or 5 p.m they weren't open till 8 or 9 uh whereas North America is very different you know it's uh it's normal to work till 8 p.m and it's normal to start at 8 a.m yeah. so if you don't do it someone else will and um so yeah you kind of get caught up in that culture but Australia really taught me how to treat patients with with kindness and time and I think that that was the biggest difference in dentistry in North America versus Australia like they 
really emphasize building a rapport in Australia. Whereas in North America, like Canada and America, uh, Canada and America, they're really heavy on like a production line. Like you're running from room to room. You're doing a lot of like checkups between like your two minute breaks. You're running and doing a checkup. Then you're coming back to your patient. You're running two, three rooms simultaneously. Um, that was not a thing in Australia at all. Like your assistants were your assistants, but they weren't doing a lot of this stuff for you. So you were with the patient for okay. a big chunk of that appointment, building a rapport, building some connection. Um, so I think I really pulled that side of Australian dentistry with me when I came back to Canada. Um, and so every time patients meet me, they're like, whoa, I have never had a dental experience like this before where someone's actually spent time getting to know me and not just like picked up a drill and started drilling. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like the head massages that I do and all like the eye masks under the eyes, like all of that is my Australian side just coming out. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm so thankful that I did my Australian training because it brings such a such an edge to my dentistry in Canada, which a lot of patients are just amazed by. And to me, it's normal, but to them, it's like novelty. So I'm very, very lucky. That's so interesting because I've talked to a few people who went to school in Australia and I never got that perspective. Like when they came back. Like, I think it's because I worked in Australia too. Okay. I think that was the difference. Like I worked there for a little bit before I came. And I think that's why I got to see both sides of it, um, which was, which was really nice. I really enjoy it. And like their assistants don't do as much like the dental assistants in Canada are trained to do far more. The okay. dental assistants in Australia don't have to do a year of schooling and all that jazz. So they're not actually um, allowed to do a lot of the things. So you're actually in the room a lot more with them, mm -hmm. uh, which is great. When I came back, I thought, wow, the assistants can do so much. Like, I don't have to do my own impressions. Like, I don't have to do any of that. Like, that was amazing. Um, but at the same time, that also means that when they're doing that for you in Canada, you're going and doing other things, yeah. checkups and, you know, things like boom, 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 running around. So you're not really building a lot of rapport. So yeah. yeah, you really have to take that in consideration. Yes, they're doing more for you, but that also means you're doing more room to room. 100%. Well, that's great. Uh, I, yeah, that's, that's so cool. That Would you ever consider going back to Australia? Like, like, is that book kind of closed now or? Yeah, like it's funny. Everyone always says that. And then I always say to myself, I would love to go back and, you know, work. Um, but at the same time, I think the Indian in me uh, <laughs> is very, very attached to my family. And um, I think I would be very sad to see my mom, uh, you know, have the glimmer of hope that I'm back and then I would no, <laughs> take it away. So, um, yeah, I think... I think it's the family that keeps me here. Uh, but work-wise, honestly, if I had no family in my life, um, I would be back to, yeah. to Australia in a heartbeat. Yeah. Oh, no, I can relate to that because like, you know, I've always been open to traveling around. Like I went to school in Ireland, like my listeners yeah. know, you know that. But like now that I'm back, everybody's just expecting me to stay. I will stay, Correct. but I'm like, you know, there is other places out there to explore. I like to, I love to travel. I like to see different places. So yeah, family's keeping me here basically. Yeah. <laughs> I like London too. I love like where I've been born and raised here in London, Ontario. I love it here, but there is other places. So I won't say that window is completely shut for me, but we'll see. Ooh, scandalous. We'll see. We'll see. I know we, my, my parents or my family's listening to this and be like, what you <laughs> like, but yeah, no, we'll see. Um, okay, moving on, because like, wow, I got like a lot to cover in so little time, but we, we, we will progress. 
So your niche on Instagram is that you're like this one of the singing dentists, like your doctor singer on Instagram. So mm-hmm. I want to like learn about like when you learn that you can do this like really well, how long it takes to like come up with like your songs and like what's the favorite song that you've done so far? Yeah, so I started this whole doctor singer thing honestly, like everybody else does in dental professional world, they all want to educate patients. That's like the primary goal of us mostly being on social media. And that's exactly what I was doing. Uh, I was making a lot of blog posts and I was writing, you know, oral health stuff, X, Y, and Z. But similar to you, I was like putting so much work. And then I thought, oh my God, like you're just not getting the traction, right? Like, are people even reading it? Like, are you just talking to a blank wall? Like what is going on? So I ended up realizing, well, I can semi-sing. Like, I don't consider myself a professional and neither does my mother. My mother always reminds me that like, you're not Beyonce, you're never going to be Beyonce. <laughs> so like, just relax. And I always laugh because she keeps me humble. And, um, but I, I always joke to her. I'm like, you know what, mom, now I am going to get some sponsorships and they're going to pay me just for the singing. So, Hey, jokes on you. So she always laughs at how, you know, growing up, I wanted to be a pop star and she's like, you can't do it. But then I'm like, look at me now, mom. (laughs) So um, it still doesn't completely pay my bills. So I totally understand where my mother was coming from, but I I figured that if I combine the dentistry and my singing together, um, it would be then educational, but also entertaining. So I started doing that in about 2020, 2021, COVID time, like everyone else. And uh, yeah, it, it definitely, it definitely kind of made head turns and everybody was like, cool, this is really different. And I was starting to make connections, not just in dentistry, but outside of dentistry as well with other healthcare professionals. And I just kept it going. And now I realize, like, I can't listen to a song without changing lyrics in my head. So it only takes me about 10, 15 minutes to come up with new lyrics to a song. Uh, As long as I have like a topic in my head, like I want to sing about sunscreen, I will make the song about sunscreen. I want to sing about foot cream. I will make the song about foot creams. Uh, So yeah, as long as I have a topic in my hand, um, hand, (laughs) topic in my head, I can do it within within minutes. And yeah, and I think that's really good because that way, the people who are listening can't compare me to the original singer, mm-hmm. which I know I will never, ever be as good as the original singer. So it becomes really easy for me to, to sound good because they can't compare me anymore. Right. So, uh, but when I re-listen to my songs, I'm like, Ooh, this part was really pitchy, but whatever, like, you know, the song is there for you to get a message out of it. Not really to, be the Simon Cowell of my life and yeah. <laughs> listen to every tone and every, every pitch. So yeah, I, I've become less and less of a harsh critic on myself as the, the years have progressed, but yeah, that's how it all started. Honestly, what education was, and dentistry. What was like the first song that you did? Do you remember? Or it like- was floss for me, which was a song, um, uh, what is it? Dance for me, dance for me, dance. For oh me. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, tone, tones and I. I forget what the song was originally called, but it's called Floss for Me on my page. Okay. Uh, and yeah, it was just it was like Floss for me, Floss for me, Floss for me. Oh oh. And everybody that was coming in that was searching me on social media, like my patients, would come in and sing the song to me. And I thought, what? Like you guys are actually going and searching me up? And they do. They the patients honestly they go and search you up. So. Um, yeah, a lot of them 
a lot of them are a little surprised by the fact that I sing on social media. So it's fun. Cool. It's fun. No, you add a lot to like dental Instagram. Like you're very unique. There's not many people who can do what you do. So when I see your content, I'm like, oh, I got your notifications. I'm like, I want to hear what she's got to bring. Back. I want to know what she changed up now. Yeah. So. I love your Barbie, uh, like, because I was obviously a huge trend, like, last week or whatever. So I was like, wait, yeah, she's probably going to do Barbie, but, like, uh, we'll just wait for that. Like, so we killed <laughs> that one. Um, what, what was your favorite song that you've done so far? Ooh, I think, I think the one that I did about the Oral-B toothbrushes, the... It was uh, a song called I Will Survive, like the oh, good yeah. old classic song. Right. And I feel like it's like my anthem every time I have a breakup with a with a partner anyway. So I feel like now instead of that song having a bad like connotation and now that song is like my toothbrush anthem. So um, yeah, I really love, I personally love that song. And um, yeah, and I think Floss for me is just has a special place in my heart just because it was the first song that I ever that I ever changed around. And um, it's probably the one that most people will know me by. Yeah. Well, I want to learn a little bit more fun stuff about you. So what are three fun facts about Sonia? Three fun facts. You know, as much as this is, don't send me to dental jail. I promise you, <laughs> this is, this is all going to make sense. But I don't floss every day. Oof. No, okay. And <laughs> I know that this is like really hypocritical of a dentist to admit, but honestly, I floss like two to three times a week. I don't have any cavities and, you know, I've gotten like opinions from about my x-rays from multiple different dentists to make sure I'm not just being biased about like my teeth, but that no cavities, but I only, only floss two to three times a day, which is weird because all of my songs are about flossing well, and toothbrushing. Yeah. So um, but yeah, I'm honest with my patients. I tell them I don't floss every single day. Like I still don't have any cavities, but my diet is very good. Like I am low on sugars. I'm high on like vegetables. Um, so I think that's my saving grace, but I think that's one of the facts that really throws people off and they, they're like, Whoa, that is so like, <laughs> that is so not appropriate for a <laughs> Uh, but I'm only human. I'm only yeah, human. Yeah. So, um, I think it makes me more relatable. So I like that. Um, and then three facts. Oh my God. I can probably come up with two, three is so many. Uh, the second fact is, uh, I was born on Christmas day, December 25th. Oh, wow. And my name, S-A-N-Y-A, Sonia, autocorrects to Santa. And that happened and, when I texted you. Like literally it said like, I'm like, she's not Santa. She's Sonia. Like, yeah. And, yeah. And it's so funny because I don't know if my parents like predicted the whole autocorrect thing back in like the nineties, but yeah. it's really ruined my life. Like, honestly, like, <laughs> I think everyone calls me Santa, which is so funny. So that is a weird fact. Um, third fact. Yeah. Honestly, I speak a lot of Indian languages, which I think um, a lot of people are shocked by as well. I'm pretty fluent in a lot of the, uh, the Hindi, the Punjabi, the Urdu and stuff. So oh, okay. I think that's a pretty cool fact that uh, a lot of people are surprised by. So yeah, maybe I'll sing a Hindi song one day. Hey, I, I'm pretty sure like that would be a hit on <laughs> well, all the, with all of the brown crew. <laughs> <laughs> Back to this, the Christmas thing, like how, what is that? How does that work? Like, I know it's your birthday on Christmas, but do you yeah. not get like two sets of gifts or is it just kind of combined? I've heard both versions that, of this. Yeah, that is the first question everybody always asks me. They're like, so did you get scammed on the presents? And I'm like, you know, as a kid, the only thing that was really hard for me to understand was why does my brother get presents on my birthday 
Yeah. And he gets presents on his own birthday. Yeah. Which is in March. But mm. I don't get any presents in March on his birthday. Yeah. True. I only get presents on my own birthday. And so growing up, you're kind of like, mm, like, do my parents just like like him more? Like what's <laughs> going on here? Right. Cause they they my parents didn't really like emphasize Christmas so much. They like emphasize my birthday more, but they still gave my brother Christmas presents, right? So That's like it really true. throws you off like mentally as a kid. You're like, this is a bit unfair. And then you grow up and you're like, oh, it's because it's Christmas. So like everybody gets presents, right? So um, yeah, I don't recommend having a kid on Christmas day. Um, so if one day you're having a kid and their due date is December 25th, just, you know, either push it out or just like, yeah, keep that thing day. in there until the 26th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just maybe hold it in. Cause 26 is much better. You can buy presents at half the price for your kids. Day, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So highly recommend uh, a boxing day baby rather than a Christmas baby. just just so you know <laughs> one, thing, one thing I heard about was some people who are born like around Christmas time they'll do like a half birthday as their like birthday so yeah. they kind of celebrate then I know it's weird because it's like I'm Indian weird. like we I mean yeah. I don't really know about like your culture but like I'm assuming we're similar but like you're lucky to get one birthday a year yeah, like yeah. let alone two you know <laughs> so I mean what it not, is. <laughs> yeah, not something can... I would be brave enough to ask my parents as a kid <laughs> So I was very, I was barely brave enough to ask for like a new phone because my phone had cracked. I'd be like, oh my God, my mom's going to kill me. But um, yeah, I don't think I would have the, the uh, courage in me to ask for two birthdays. I don't know what's worse. Like my birthday was, it's in April, but like for the last like eight years, I've always had an exam or it's been an exam season during my birthday. So it's like people, oh, you should go and I'm like, have fun. Like it's your one day. I'm like, I got literally an exam today and tomorrow. Like I'll yeah. have like a piece of cake tonight or something. Like oh. that's usually what I was able to do the last like eight years. Right. And then that's basically it. So I'm like, yeah. what? you know, cause all my other friends have like summer birthdays. They're like living life to like the fullest. And I'm like, just you're, you're, my you're room and my desk. Gonna like, celebrate. You're finally going to have your first real birthday this upcoming April, 2024. Oh yeah. 100%. You're go finally going to be born well, again. Right? <laughs> the weirdest thing was like this September, I don't have to go back to school. Like that was like, cause we went to yeah. Walmart the other day and there's all this back to school stuff. And I'm like, I don't have to do that anymore. Like it's been like 20, whatever years of just going back to school in September. And yeah. I'm like, Hey, not anymore. Like I'm gonna. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be excited. To, I'm gonna be excited to see your first three months. It's the biggest, most fun learning curve, and you're just yeah, you're gonna love adulthood until you get your first tax bill. Like yeah, <laughs> that is that is probably the only time you're gonna feel like oh, man, I wish I was a student again. But other than that, it's pretty cool to be an adult. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Sonia. I had a great time chatting with you. Uh, you can find Sonia on Instagram at dr.singer, and you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Dylan Sharma. Check out previous episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time. <laughs>